0: Thank you Kelly Robinson. Good morning everybody and welcome. We're glad to have you tuned to our program this morning. This is a lawn and garden program, Urban Horticulture, and I'm here to talk to you about the plants at your place as we uh, as we pretty much give a big old big old summertime wet kiss goodbye to July. It's over after today. And uh, we look right on into the hottest month of the year and hopefully it'll be over before too long. I don't want to wish any month of my life uh, a, a goodbye because, you know, you, you begin to realize those months are precious. But some are more precious than others, and spring and fall are a lot more precious to me as a gardener than August is, goodness gracious. But there are a lot of good things that happen in August, and uh, so, anyway, I uh, would love to talk to you about your gardening. There are a lot of things that need to be done in August, and we can get into some of those. But the most important thing for me is to answer your lawn and garden questions and the way for that to happen in a live saturday morning broadcast is for you to pick up the phone and give us a call i'm on the air live in case you happen to be listening to this via podcast every saturday and we have a toll-free number from 11 until noon just a little after 11 until just a little before noon 888-256-1080 888-256-1080 We have a staff of hundreds of people working this program. Actually, I lie, there are two of us. Jared Taylor runs the board and answers the phone, and I answer the questions best I can, and that's it. That's our team for this weekend program. It's been that way for a long time. Jared has begun doing this program a couple years ago, and I am blessed by his presence. He's very, very good. So anyway, give us a call if you will. We broadcast to more than 30 stations statewide from the panhandle to the to the uh, uh, deep south Texas Corpus Christi, from the Sabine River all the way to the Big Bend country, to a town I spent the first 2 years of my life in, that's Alpine. So give a call 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. This last uh, day of July, early August, that's the time that you plant a lot of your fall vegetables. It's uh, many of the very important fall vegetable crops. Easiest of them all would be uh, bush beans. That would be green beans, uh, wax beans, any of the bush Uh, uh, green beans and that whole category they are so easy and it's a good crop for a young gardener I've always with my children and grandchildren I've always uh, grown uh, green beans first you know you can get the uh, purple uh, beans purple royalty and and yellow wax beans and then contender or top crop or some of the other really good varieties of green beans and uh, they'll be ready in about 45 days and you have kind of a rainbow of colors there in the in the pot when you cook them and it's just a lot of fun for the kids and that was my first crop when i was a young gardener i remember my first garden my dad did all the hard work i admit that now but to me it was my garden Uh, he he turned the soil there in college station in that old brazos county clay and he bought the amendments, and he helped me prepare my garden. I was probably six or seven, and uh, he did all of that work. I, I must have been seven or eight because we had moved about the time I was six. And uh, he taught me how to water and not how not to overwater, and he taught me how to fertilize. But, of course, he did that, and he controlled the insect problems. He was a, a prof in range management, so he had a lot of, a lot of knowledge of agriculture. And he was also a very patient man. I was adopted when he was 42. And I I think it's kind of almost like a grandfather has patience with a, a young child. And he just stood off to the side and watched when I harvested those beans and went running into the house to my mom. Those were my beans. That was my garden. And he knew. He knew all of it. And he just smiled. And I've thought about that many, many times. I lost him 45 years ago, 46 years ago, and I think about him every day, and uh, those are important memories, so this is a good time right now toward the tail end of summer to begin a memory with a child or grandchild in your life, so think about it. Today could be the day for you. Um, Other things you need to do. If you're thinking about planting new turf grass, that needs to be done as soon as possible because uh, you want the grass to get as established as possible before it starts to turn cool, can I believe I just said that? <laughs> are we through the summer? Are you even close enough to through the summer that we're thinking about it turning cool? Well, it, it will start to turn cool in six or eight weeks depending on where you are in Texas and, and the grass just kind of stops growing at that point. So get it in soon now, seeding, sodding, whatever you're doing. Uh, don't fertilize your St. Augustine right now because of gray leaf spot. That would not be a good plan. Uh, don't, uh, don't try to push it too hard. Uh, you want to wait until the 1st of September. Gray leaf spot is a fungal disease that really speeds forward if you put nitrogen on the lawn in the presence of hot weather. Uh, if you have gray leaf spot where there are yellow areas in your lawn and you see these diamond-shaped brown spots on the blades, then you need to use Daconil or azoxistrobin, zoxystrobin. A zoxystrobin. Daconil is sold in many different brands, Azoxystrobin is sold as Disease X from Scott's, that's the only brand that has that one, but uh, you use one or the other of those fungicides to stop the current outbreak, and then you quit putting nitrogen on until the 1st of September. Those are a few things that you need to be doing right now in your landscape, in your lawn, and in your vegetable garden. Those are the important things that get you off to a good start, so I would very heartily recommend you uh, tend to those. If you have new trees and shrubs that were planted this spring or summer, make plans to water them by hand with a hose and a water breaker or a water bubbler at the end of the hose. Uh, this is not the drip irrigation. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something where you can turn the thing up full blast and not wash uh, just a thimbleful of soil out of the hole. You you soak the soil deeply down 12 or 15 inches. You can't do that if you're if you're using a lawn sprinkler. You just can't water enough. And so that's the important thing: is to water deeply, and uh, do it every other day at the current temperatures. That's critical for these new. Trees and shrubs that you have planted. 888 256 1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. We have uh, four lines. Let's fill them up, if you will, please, and send me on into this program, coasting on my way to answering your garden questions. What's pertinent in your mind? We have uh, plenty of time to talk if you call now. If you call 40 minutes from now, I'm going to say, man, call earlier next time. So it's 888 888- Two five six ten eighty. It's toll free wherever you can hear me. So if you're in any of those thirty-three markets I mentioned earlier—I didn't mention all of them—but if you're in any part of Texas or Oklahoma or New Mexico or Louisiana, even Arkansas—I think we're picked up in some of the areas of Arkansas. Some people live stream. Then uh, give me a call. I'll be here until just a little before noon. Eight 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 two five six ten eighty. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, it could be your go-to reference for gardening. I think it will be. We've sold 67,000 copies of the book to date, and um, people are telling me this is the best investment I ever made in my landscape and garden it covers all topics of outdoor gardening for all parts of texas lawns landscapes annuals perennials fruit and vegetable gardening it's all in there chapter two is something i've never put in a book before i used to have a very small version of this in my annual texas gardening calendar it is a calendar of when you plant prune fertilize and spray all of the plants in your landscape and garden—it covers so much. It's 340. The, the book overall is 344 pages. It's a hardback. It has 840 of my best photographs. I had it printed in San Antonio, not overseas, to keep my fellow Texas uh, uh, printing employees employed. I just didn't want it to say "printed in" and you pick a, a country, China or or whatever. I didn't want to say that on a book that says Lone Star Gardening on the cover. That just didn't seem right. This book is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. I chose not to go through publishing houses, not to go through distributors, not to go through retail, just to sell it directly from my house to your mailbox. I sign every copy as it sells, and like I said, I guarantee your satisfaction, or I'll refund every penny. All those books sold 67,000 copies, not one request for a refund. It's only 36.95 plus tax and postage, and that is the cost of just a couple of flats of flowers or maybe a, a bag or two of fertilizer, and if you do them at the wrong time, then I've paid for the book just by helping you make good decisions, do them at the right time. That's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, now in its 5th printing. Uh, Here are the ways you can order it, since it's not in stores and not on Amazon. One would be to call my office Monday through Friday. That's a little bit limiting, but it's available. 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way by far. Is to order right now on my website. That's at neilsperry.com. N e i l s p e r r y.com. I'll be picking up those orders online over the next uh, oh day or so, and I'll sign them tomorrow night, and then we'll get them in the mail on Monday. That's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening with Adirondack chairs, not the cowboy boots. You get it at neilsperry.com. Let me tell you about Mueller right now because Mueller means more. When people think of Mueller, they think of quality steel buildings and durable metal roofing. But that name Mueller, like I said, it means so much more. It means you'll have a product manufactured by Mueller, including in-house engineers to help design the building of your dreams. And it means you're going to have a company that's been in business for 90 years standing behind your warranty. This is a leading Company in manufacturing of great buildings means you get tons of added value like roofing site visits forklift delivery and that mueller assurance team that is ready to help you along the way and Mueller is on the cutting edge designing and manufacturing new products like their greenhouses and standing seam roofing panels. To find out more about Mueller products, go to MuellerInc.com. Mueller is spelled M-U-E-L-L-E-R. And then Mueller Inc. add I-N-C to it. MuellerInc.com. Give them a call at 877-2-Mueller. 877 Two six eight three five five three, or stop by one of their thirty-three locations. That's Mueller Inc. dot com because Mueller means more. I'll have more after this message. Hi right, Kelly, thank you very very much. Please take uh, note of that number. Strange uh, behavior of the phones this morning. Let's uh, make sure they're working. I just dialed it. It's unusually quiet. Last week they were just blowing up. This week, very quiet. 888-256-1080. I think about it, and that's what I said last week later in the day. I had another program to do. I said, what's going on? Oh, the Olympics. And uh, that may be what's going on right now. I don't know. But anyway, this is your chance to call through if you uh, are so inclined. I'm inclined. I'm inclined to say call. 888 256 I have plenty to talk about. I just would rather have you call. That way I know it's something you want to talk about. 888-256-1080. Uh, the uh, Texas Forest Service has just put out a news release. I put it up on my Facebook page. I have not used my Facebook page much since they... Uh, did whatever it was that they decided they needed to do to change the format for pages like mine. I had been putting posts up all spring with the uh, the freeze damage reports, et cetera, on various plants, and I would have uh, oh, 60, 80, 90,000 people look at those reports and um, maybe 2,000 comments back. And uh, they, they were not picking on Neil. They are picking on uh it's called a fan page not my designation it's what's been called for 11 years since i got on Uh, anyway to my point uh, back in early june they they changed the format and there was no place for folks to post questions other than in one long thread and i can't handle it that way and they also changed the way that they uh, arranged their questions so that they just shuffled the deck and they're not in chronological order any longer that might be something I could adjust, but the fact that they all were in one common thread, so you could have a question about a cottonwood tree and, and one about okra and one about houseplants, all in that same thread, and and you'd have to read all of them to get to anything. Anyway, uh, so I haven't been using it much, but I, I, I reposted, I shared the, uh, the story from the Texas Forest Service, and they are basically saying that there are probably about 10 percent, of our live oaks that are going to be lost as a result of the cold spell. You can see them now. If they have 5 or 10 percent of their canopy, anything less than 50 percent is highly suspect and the farther you go below 50 percent, the more suspect it becomes that they won't make it and there are a lot of live oaks across much of Texas, especially the northern half where it got even colder, uh, that have uh, Uh, lost enough bark or are in the process of losing bark or have had enough internal damage where they have maybe 10 or 15 percent of their normal leaf count and if you're in that situation with a live oak you need to be and, and that's also true of schumard red oak and some of the other oaks and a lot of other species ash was hurt the worst ash and Chinese tallows. There are people in North Texas that love their Chinese tallows for fall color. People along the coast say, why are you even talking about that tree? It's so invasive. But in North Texas it is not. But it it also froze, so it's a kind of a moot point. But anyway, these trees have, have been hurt really badly, and, and that, that uh, 50% dividing line, below 50% canopy, uh, you need to be very cautious not to let a tree lose major limbs or, uh, or uh, have some kind of uh, drop out of the branches or the trunk fall and come down, uh, it, they become very vulnerable and they will become weakened pretty quickly if the tree is dead. If you have palms that have not put out any new uh, leaves yet, they're probably rotting internally. I've had some friends who took some palms down some, some arborists. They said you wouldn't believe the stench that's in the center of some of the big palms that they've had to remove. Uh, the tissues have just decayed and rotted. So we're, we're paying the price. Uh, it's, not, it's, not a, it's a big price. It's a huge price, especially if the tree is your tree. But it, it could have been worse, I guess. Uh, we're lucky that 80%, 90% of our oaks made it through. Those are trees that just are so critical to us. But when you look at somebody's yard where the one beautiful tree that they had is now looking like it's going to have to be replaced, oh my goodness. But if you want to go to my Facebook page and look at that story from the Forest Service, and yes, I know that I'm quoted, they did an interview of me and quoted me pretty freely in it, so I'm just giving you some more of my own stuff there. But anyway, that might be of help to you. if you're thinking about uh, re-landscaping this fall to replace some of the shrubs and trees that were lost, I would start shopping in the nurseries now. Uh, The uh, crowds have died down a little bit, and so when a truckload of nursery stock comes in, it's not going to be sucked up like uh, uh, chicken feed on the chicken floor when the chickens are hungry. Uh, It it may sit there for a few days, and you might have a chance to get something. Um, The wholesale growers, Held back on a lot of their stock in the spring, saying if I if I sell it now, sure I have five gallon plants now, but I need some ten gallon plants in the fall. Uh, if I sell them now, I won't have anything in the fall. Um, I heard that many times, and so you're going to uh, you're going to have a pretty good chance of of getting some things coming into the nurseries in the next couple of months so keep your eye open talk to the owner or the manager of the nursery i'd go in early this week they're going to be going to the texas nursery and landscape association expo in san antonio a week from right now that big trade show it's a huge trade show and uh, so the top people at the nurseries will be there a week from now so go in tomorrow go in today and talk to them and just say when you're going to be getting shipments in what are you hearing and they'll be honest with you. Um, that's a, a start. We'll continue to talk, but I'd rather talk uh, to you about your questions. Our phone number. Phones are open. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. 888-256-1080. Call right now. Jared will take your call, get your screen, put you on the air, and it'll be painless. It's really painless. That's what they tell you about shots, isn't it? And you know what, they're basically correct. 888-256-1080. Neil Sperry's eGardens, that's my free electronic newsletter. We publish it every Thursday night, just a little after 6 p.m. It comes directly from my computer to your email. And uh, I've been doing it now for 17 years. E-Gardens is a really useful tool because it allows me to reach out to you if there's ever a calamity, let's just say that that uh, gr- uh, uh grasshoppers or grub worms or army worms or something comes in and just starts mowing down landscapes across Texas. I can reach you sometime other than Thursday night and give you an SOS. Hey, watch out. There's a big problem coming up. And uh, I don't do that very often. I save it for the really serious problems. But Or it could be a frost warning in, uh, in October, maybe, a, a first freeze. Anyway, to the point, it comes out 52 times a year. I will never give or sell your email address to anybody. I don't spam you. If, if you get an odd one out of sequence, it's only because there's some kind of an emergency going on. And That's eGardens. There are five stories each issue. One of the stories will always be a featured plant of the week. One will always be a featured question of the week that I've been asked repeatedly. This this uh, last week we actually had three questions. Uh, one of them will always be gardening this weekend where I give you pointers on what needs to be done in the ensuing three days after you get Neal Sperry's gardens If you want to see what it looks like, go to the place where you sign up for it. You have to register. As I said, it's free and always will be. This will not be a, a deal where... Uh, let's see, what is the phrase? There are some in app purchases. This is not an app and there are no in app purchases. Yet. What you see is exactly what you get. Uh, it's Neil e eGardens. Go to neilsperry.com and click on the eGardens tab and that will uh, let you. Uh, uh, see, number one, what the the most recent one looks like from day before yesterday, and it also will give you the place where you can sign up for it. Neil Sperry's E Gardens at neilsperry.com, N E I L S P E R R Y dot com. I have more after these messages. Thank you, Kelly, very very much. And I think we may be having some technical difficulties. One of my affiliates has said, you know, Neil, we're not getting your feed. So, uh, I'm just going to ask you this. If you are hearing this on the air, this is either for stations or for uh, listeners, if you're actually hearing this, give me a call, if you will, please, now. Now, this is not for podcasts. This is for live on Saturday morning about 1132. Give us a call to the uh, to the uh, number that I give on the air that Kelly just gave, 888-256-1080. Give us that call right now. Don't call 10 minutes from now. Call right now. Uh, and uh, and that'll let us know for once and for all if, if this is uh, actually going out. Uh, Jared tells me all the all the buttons and switches look like they're good. There have been some resets at the station and at the network, and uh, it may be that there's something not working. I have never gone this far into my program and not had calls. That's highly unusual, so 888 <laughs> 256 1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Well, let me continue on with uh, some of the thoughts that I had for you. Uh, It is uh, very important if you have uh, St. Augustine that you watch out for the two common St. Augustine problems uh, that show up at this time of year, July and August. One of them I mentioned to you is gray leaf spot. Gray leaf spot causes yellow washes across the lawn. Uh, There will be a... um, just a a kind of a malaise of yellow in your, in your turf grass can also happen in zoysia grass, not in Bermuda. Um, the, um, Uh, yellowing. Uh, If you look closely within the yellowed areas at the blades of grass, you won't have to look very far if it's gray leaf spot before you'll see blades that have diamond-shaped lesions. They'll be BB-sized and they'll be diamond-shaped and gray-brown, grayish-brown. And if you see that, then that's, um, that's the gray leaf spot uh, it is exacerbated by nitrogen. Do not fertilize St. Augustine with nitrogen uh, between June 15 and the 1st of September. If you do, you really bring on the chance of great leaf spot. And as I mentioned earlier, you want to treat with one of two fungicides to stop the current outbreak. The long term is to stop fertilizing in the summer. The short term, to get rid of what you have currently, is to use Daconil or Uh, azoxystrobin and that is the second one is sold as scott's disease x e x disease x Uh, i I normally don't give brand names but in this case they're the only ones who have azoxystrobin for consumers so that's what you have there um and then the other thing that will show up in the uh, in the summer in saint augustine is chinch bugs you already knew that um Chinch bugs cause areas to turn brown, dried, and the lawn will look like it's needing to be watered. And when you, um, when you apply the water and look at it uh, 12 hours later, 18 hours later, it'll look just as dry as it was. And then when you get out and look at the interface between the dead and dying grass or the challenge grass, look right where the grass is beginning to show ill effects, That's where the chinch bugs are. They don't stay in the brown grass. They move on and they start sucking the life out of the next row of grass or next, it's like ripples on a pond. They spread out and that's where you'll find them. They're also about BB sized and they have uh, black wings with white diamonds on their backs. If you see that, then that tells you that you have Uh, chinch bugs and you need to treat with a an insecticide that is labeled for the control of chinch bugs They can kill st. Augustine in big areas in a big hurry You don't want to play games with chinch bugs if you see them get rid of them as soon as you can I'd say within the next 24 hours certainly Uh, watering will not uh, will not help in that case and you want to use an insecticide. These people who use dishwashing detergent and all this other raw are just fooling themselves and they're gonna lose more and more of their grass in the process. So that's chinch bugs. They'll always be in the hottest, sunniest part of the yard, right out by the curb, right in the middle of the yard where there is no shade, et cetera, et cetera. They won't be up under the trees. So that's it on the St. Augustine. I'm gonna take another break and hopefully that will give you a little bit to go on there. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, now in its fifth printing, is your go-to gardening reference. I self-published my book so I could finally have the book I always wanted for you. I have written four other books, including two editions of the Cowboy Boot Book Complete Guide, and I had to work with committees, with publishers, with people who, and and I, I would do the same thing if I worked for a publishing house. Their chief goals in those committee meetings, the chief goals were always uh, directed to uh, cut the cost much you can, bring that cost down, cost, cost, cost. And it never was uh, get as much information into the pages as you can, can, can. Keep the author as happy as you can, can, can. Uh, I, trust me, that was never discussed. <laughs> I knew that. I didn't expect a lot of that. But anyway, so I decided that I would self-publish this book, and it was a lot of fun to do it. I had Carolyn Skye as my editor, And Cindy Smith, as a graphic designer, I'd worked with these two incredible ladies for 10 years or more before we did the book. And it just made it a joy to do this book. 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. What you have to know to get started. Chapter 2 is the calendar. It's 48 pages, 4 pages per month, telling you what needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and sprayed in that month for each part of the state of Texas. So you'll never wonder, when should I do such and such? It's all in chapter two. Chapters three through 11 are trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. It's incredibly comprehensive, 344 pages. It's a hardback on high quality paper, 840 of my photographs, I had it printed in San Antonio, not overseas, so that I could keep Texas uh, printers employed. You will not find it in stores, and you won't find it on Amazon. Those were my decisions. Nobody makes you do those. You have that choice, and I chose not to. That way, I could have them warehoused in our home, and I could sign every copy as it sells. Sixty-seven thousand copies sold to date. Not one request for refund, even though I guarantee a full refund if anybody's unhappy with the book. So that's what you get for thirty-six ninety-five plus tax and postage. I will sign your book, and like I said, satisfaction completely guaranteed. Order from neilsperry.com Since you can't go in and buy it, I need to uh, give you a way that you can buy it. And that's from neilsperry.com, my website, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Or you can call my office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. But the better way by far is to order it at the website, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. More after these messages. all right kelly thank you very very much and again technical difficulties i think most of our stations are unable to pick up the broadcast today somewhere there is a switch that is ill and not transmitting so anyway we'll go ahead and and uh, lay down a, a podcast here and and uh, get it posted monday we hope we'll try we'll give it a try um Things that we need to talk about as we go from July into August. How often should you run a sprinkler system if you have an automatic sprinkling system? I'll tell you what I would really recommend because it will pay for itself within the first, uh, probably by the end of next summer, and that would be to get a, um, to get a smart controller, have it installed on your sprinkler system. If, and and I, I do not have any smart controller as an advertiser. I have no vested interest in any of this stuff. And so I'm just giving you from my own generic experience, I've had three different kinds of controllers uh, on our home sprinkler system over 44 years that we've had automatic sprinkling systems. And um, the the original system is still in the ground and I've had two others added that I've added in one case. Um, and the same the different controllers can can function on any system so you can come in and have somebody retrofit your whole system with a new controller that's no problem it'll cost you several hundred dollars three or four hundred dollars and what these things do is is really amazing they are they they monitor in different ways some of them monitor the closest weather station at an an airport or a, a really reliable monitoring station somewhere in your town um, some of them have built-in metering systems right at your home. Um, those can go wacky and wonky and, and not work properly, so you have to make sure they're working, uh, whereas the weather station is is dependable, but it's also maybe five miles from your property, and so it may rain there and not at your place or vice versa. So those are things to think about. But But anyway... You enter data or the, I would, I would very much recommend that you have a certified irrigation contractor install the smart controller for you. Uh, I have two college degrees and I did well in school and I was way not smart enough (laughs) to install the smart controller and I had three of them to install and I didn't get past one tenth of a percent of the way to install the first one. I said, I am getting help. And uh, so anyway, what they do uh, in, in setting them up is they they will uh, determine what kind of plants are being grown Uh, is it shrubs is it turf grass is it flowers what is it that that gets entered into a given station station being a group a a community of we'll say eight or ten sprinkler heads or whatever Uh, they will then enter what kind of soil it is heavy clay sandy loam that really determines a lot about how it's going to function how it's going to water then they will also enter into the equation uh, is it a slope or not a slope because if it's on a steep slope it's going to come back and water several times for a minute or two I, i've watched that operation it's just so cool because it, it says okay can't water very long at a time or it's going to run off in the clay soil that neil has it puts all that into the equation uh, another thing is is it in sun or shade that determines how much water is needed because in shade it's not going to dry out as fast. And uh, what else? Oh, it, it's also going to monitor uh, the the humidity and the temperature and recent rainfall, and it will take into consideration any watering restrictions that you have as to time of day and and uh, how often per week, etc. All that gets factored in before it determines when things will get watered. And I. I had my wood shop out in our garage uh, before vertigo hit me, and I'd be out there turning pins, and I could hear the system come on, and and one of the stations was right there outside the garage door, and I could watch it. It was on a slope, and that thing would run, and then about uh, 30 minutes later, it would come back and run again for two minutes. And nothing would run off onto the driveway. And then about 15 minutes later, it would come on again and run for two minutes. And the cycles would get closer and closer together because the other stations around that part of the yard were being fulfilled. And they didn't have to run again. But it needed to run those little short sections uh, until it had its uh, uh, prescribed amount of water. That's what a smart controller can do for you. And they're so wonderful. They cut our water bill by about I think uh took about 40% off our water bill the first summer that we had our smart controllers three years ago, the, the, the better ones that we have now. And so I very much encourage you to uh, look into that. This is a good time to have it installed as soon as possible. So that's uh, something to think about as well. I hope you'll visit my website. It's com and you'll find there a very special offer on my latest book, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Uh, you uh, need to remember that that book is not in stores. It's not on Amazon. The only place you can get it is there at the website or by calling my office at 800-752-GROW. But I hope you'll go to the website and order it right there at neilsperry.com. It's right on the homepage and that'll click you right into my store. You also will see my 1001 Frequently Asked Questions, so no problem there. They're right there for you. I put them there. That was a book I wrote several years ago, and and that publisher went bankrupt, and so there went the book, a year of my life, and I said, okay, I'm just going to put it on the website and make the website uh, pretty powerful, Uh, and so we get a lot of traffic through those questions. Uh, Another thing on the website would be Uh, archived information on uh, rose rosette virus, I leave that uh, in place for you. What am I leaving out? Oh, you sign up for eGardens there, as well as the book. So there's a lot of stuff at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. You might want to bookmark that and and, uh, take a look, and uh, I think you'll find it very, very useful. You know, it seems like these days the temporary storage facilities are on every street corner, but let's do a little bit of math. For what you are paying in yearly costs for that storage room at one of those places, you could own your own metal storage building in your own backyard. You do that with a genuine Mueller backyard building, and you'll have such a great building when you do that. Their backyard building kits are easy to assemble with bolt-together design. Really, it's kind of a fun uh, process. They are priced right, you keep your stuff at home, and you're not throwing away money by leasing storage. You'll get it paid for before long and then you'll say, man, I have no more payments at that thing down the street. I have my own storage right here. Their kits come in a variety of sizes, more than 30 colors from which to choose, and that adds style to your storage space. If you need a larger storage solution, Mueller's pre-engineered standard series buildings can accommodate almost any need. Whether it's a smaller place for a lawnmower, a place for cars, boats, or even an RV, you can have peace of mind that a Mueller metal building will protect those treasures at a reasonable price. See all the options at MuellerInc.com. M-U-E-L-L-E-R com or give Mueller a call at 877-2-Mueller. That's the number 2, 877 Mueller, made in America, made to last, com. I'll have more after this message. Thank you, Kelly. It's been an unusual program, I have to admit, because we've had no access to phone calls, we've had technical glitches, and all we have is a podcast, because we now I know how to do a podcast. You do a live radio program and you don't broadcast it. So, anyway... Um, so here is uh, here is the, uh, the the finishing touch to our program, and that would be to look toward the winter time. If you are in the market for a greenhouse, let me let's talk greenhouses for just a couple of minutes. That's how much time we have left. I hope that you will consider uh, putting a greenhouse in your backyard, because they are so much fun. I have, with one year's exception, since I was in middle school. I've always had access to a greenhouse. I'd hate to go through a winter without a greenhouse. I spent five years at Ohio State and most of a year at Colorado State, and I had the university greenhouses in those cases. I taught in Shelby, Ohio for two years at a vocational high school and loved it, by the way. I stepped aside long enough to uh, say to all of our teachers, I taught for two years and that was the best job i ever had in my life my wife taught for 3 years and has been on the school board in mckinney for 38 years we love uh, uh public education and those are those are heroes those those folks are and for those short years of our lives we were heroes but not at the level of the veteran career teachers but anyway i had access to a greenhouse while i was teaching always build as big a greenhouse as your space will permit and uh, make sure you have a backup heat source so that you uh, have protection if, if the power goes out it needs to be something that does not require electricity uh, and if it's going to be some kind of a gas uh, backup heat source make sure that you have um, uh, whatever it takes to ventilate uh, but anyway i don't want to get lost in the in the weeds on that one because they're so much fun to have the uh uh, the the chance to grow plants Uh, be cautious about trying to overwinter big plants uh, in a greenhouse be be uh, cautious about what you allow to to stay around you know if you have gigantic foliage plants out on the patio big boston fern hanging baskets one of those might fill your greenhouse so choose uh, small plants when you do it. I used to collect uh, cacti and succulents and they were perfect for a small greenhouse. The smaller the greenhouse the more difficult it is to get stuff through the summertime. They overheat even in the winter. If you had I had a 6 by 8 foot greenhouse and I soon found out that it could be Uh, 25 degrees outside, and that greenhouse could go to 100 degrees uh, by 10 in the morning if I didn't have some kind of ventilation system in it because there's just so little air in there it traps the heat like an automobile does. So you need to be very careful. The bigger the greenhouse, the more protection you have from that. So keep that in mind as you plan. But do plan to have a hobby greenhouse. They're they're a great deal of fun. And uh, ventilate it well. I put shade fabric on mine and leave it on, 62% shade fabric, leave it on year-round. That helps a lot in, in the overheating issue. I've enjoyed today. I hope you have too, and I hope you'll join us live every Saturday after 11 for the Lawn and Garden Hour. Until next week, happy gardening.